Hey everyone, Steven here. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up on this episode. There is a little bit of noise that continue, like it pops up every now and then in this episode. Something about our rig malfunctioned and it was, it gives almost like a, a bouncing sound, like someone's tapping on glass. That's our, our microphone rig bouncing up and down. It's not supposed to do that. So we've already purchased a new rig to help make sure that this doesn't happen again, but just wanted to give you a heads up that we know it's there. We're sorry it's there. Without recording an entirely new episode, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. So thank you for your patience. Put up with it just for this one, and then it'll go away going forward. Thank you. Ready, Jared? Do you get nervous like right before you go to do the intro? Yes, every time. Every time. Mostly because I I have a bit. I super nervous. And I sometimes do it well, sometimes I don't. I don't always land on my feet on this one. And then I make fun of him every time. Yeah. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that puts back gender stereotypes at least... 50 years. I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared. 50 years, you say? I yeah. did think it was weird that they put the women in the kitchen. Oh, no. If we're going back 50 years, Stephen, if we're oh, going to make it that no. bad. I do have a running joke in my office that every time I add an exclamation mark to an email, I set feminism back six months. It's all your fault. <laughs> it's you? all on me. I know. You're the reason Roe v. Wade got overturned. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> Oh my. What a great way to introduce me to the podcast. Cool. Speaking of, we have a special guest. We are here with Jess. Jess. Hi, everybody. Tell us about yourself. Oh, Jessica Edwards, friend of Jared Sheldon's. <laughs> and Steven. And he Steven. said this last and episode Steven, too. And Steven as well. I, Jared first. Um, and Steven more recently. And Steven. Oh, I want to add that to the list of things that you should watch that Steven are. Steven Universe. Yeah, Steven Universe. It's real Is good. That the Moms made of crystals. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. All it right. is. If you can get past the first season, it's good. Yeah, the first half of the first season, they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Well, sure. And they made four or five really good seasons. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're talking about Survivor. We are here. It's the first episode of season six, the Amazon. Before we get into that, just. What, what What's your experience with Survivor? How many episodes have you watched? Um, as of today, uh-huh. I have watched one episode nice. of Survivor. Nice. Yeah. And it's this one. And it's this one. This is the one. Mm-hmm. Which is a wild one for you to get thrown into. Because yeah. this is not the normal, but it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know okay. how to say it any better than that. Of... So this is the first gimmick season. Mm. Yeah. All the other ones have just been, here is 16 people. We put eight of them in each tribe. There's no rhyme or reason why they're on the tribe. Last season was captains, like, picking. Okay. But still, like, they didn't know the people, so they were kind of just picking randomly. I thought having a gimmick was going to be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It immediately gave the tribe something that bonded them together. Yeah. That's important. It also gave the show and the editors direction. Yep, which was desperately needed. Mm. Yeah. 
especially this far in, the novelty of we're throwing them in a place that is more difficult than just living in your daily life is is worn off. Yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah. You need something beyond the, all right, we're just, we're surviving. So here we go. Throw in the gimmicks. Here we go. Speaking of the gimmick, what do we think of men versus women? It's it's a it's a hack job. It's the lowest of hanging fruit. Yeah. But they're providing some good content. Yeah. I agree with that. Cool. So you shook your head, and this is an audio medium. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I mean I it's easy views. But like, it'll be interesting. I hope. I'm not going to watch the rest of it, so <laughs> I'm just here for my 15 minutes of fame on the podcast. Yeah, we're not we're not going to bury the lead. Probably not going to go on and watch. This is I'm the... not, no. Did you tell Claire not to watch the rest of season five, by the way? No, I did not. We should tell her that, just in case. <laughs> no. You think Claire would enjoy the Ted and Gandia saga? No, but I don't know. That's tough. That's a good point. Hmm. That's editing history, and I don't... For you and I, that's interesting, because we haven't had to live it. That's true. Like, that's we are not point. women. We've not had to live it. That's a good point. I see what you're saying. I don't know. It's... Show your ass live on stream, Steven. Yeah. I think we put can put debate. the trigger warning on there. We can debate ethics another time. Yeah. That is 90% of what this podcast yeah. is, actually. Oh, well, then feel free. Put the trigger warning right. on there. Yeah. Say... That's fair. This shit is bad, and if you want to skip it, you skip it. But I'm I am one that like, okay, yeah, it's bad. We know it's bad. I don't think we need to like throw it out from history. I I agree, and that episode is fascinating, and the rest of the season is just kind of boring and downhill from there. Yeah. So cool. Anyway, long intro aside, I think we get into the episode. Yeah. yeah. Shall we? We shall. All right. Bubber. All right, so this episode came out on February 13th of 2003. I pulled a couple things that happened in February of 2003. I did not go back, as is tradition, to not do this, uh, like the six months between seasons, or three months, I think, in this case. The most important thing is the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated during re-entry into Earth's atmosphere, killing all seven astronauts aboard. How about that? Yep. Was, was that a U.S. shuttle? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Why don't I remember Columbia? The name doesn't... Probably because you were, like, seven years That's old. That's fair. But usually in these, like... Although they did make us watch 9-11 in classes. Yeah. Well, that was live! <laughs> That's fair. But, like, these space tragedies, I feel like they always make a... This was also a big deal about it. This was also like a month before the Iraq War. Oh, good like point. we might have seen it, and it just got memory hold. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia is officially renamed Serbia and Montenegro and adopts a new constitution. Yugoslavia, no more. Bye. The number one song on the charts was Ooh. "All I Have" by Jennifer Lopez, fe- featuring LL Cool J. You mean the star of? The the maid made Manhattan. Oh God, I forgot about that. What a terrible movie. I thought you were referencing her new movie, which is the mother. The mother. Oh, that actually looks kind of good. I'm not gonna lie. Only for the posters. What was the? Sure. What's the one where she is like? 
The Ghost? No, I was thinking the the movie about uh, exotic dancers. Oh, uh, Hustlers. Race, yeah, the Hustlers. Hustlers. Yeah, right. great movie. The top five movies, well, I will say, I was surprised to see Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, three months later, still hanging on at number nine. Nice. Kangaroo Jack's also on here at number 10. That's interesting to me. But the top five are Final Destination 2, mm. The Recruit, which I've never heard of, Shanghai Nights, Chicago, the musical ah. adaptation of Chicago. Ooh. How about that? It is a great movie. It's musical. a Of the movie musicals. It's a good one. Especially at that time. It's a good one. Mm. And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is number one. Classic. So that's the cultural moment that the season came out in. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So let's begin where we always begin. And let's let's read this cast for filth. Ooh, okay. We have in front of us a picture of everyone in, in various orders. Who is this? <laughs> Do you Are you actually asking? No, I'm actually asking. What's fucking name? dork that that's, I don't like? That's Rob. That's Rob. Oh, yep. fuck Rob. And also, because he doesn't look like he does in the episode. That's why I had okay. to ask. We, we have them in various order. Let's go alphabetically. I have a list alphabetically here. Not that this gives anything away, because I know who wins and I know, like, order and things. Sure. It, it's certainly not by who gets voted out when. Sure, otherwise exactly. Ryan would be the first one. Sure. Ryan would be in one of these corners. And he ain't. So, but we will start with Ryan, because he mm -hmm. has an, a last name with an A. Starting with Ryan Aiken. Cousin to Clay. <laughs> but much more successful. Not not really. Ryan is a 23-year-old model from Ellicott City, Maryland. He was not made for this show. Not in the slightest. They put a 23-year-old model on and were like, you'll do great, buddy. Yeah, so that's him in the corner. Or in mm -hmm. the, uh, I know him because he got voted off. Yeah. yeah, he was a bit of a fucking idiot, huh? I almost feel bad because I feel like he... Took a lot of heat for shit that Daniel was doing. For Daniel, correct. That's what I was gonna say. But Daniel is more physically fit. I also think that he is on like he is not the first boot in any of the seasons we've seen up to this point. Correct. To recount the other ones, Sonia, the grandma who was turning into dust, <laughs> oh. the the girl who was getting everyone's nerves for constantly like bossing them around, mm. the girl who Diana who was like so sick she couldn't stand up, Peter who was talking about. Controlling all of his orifices. <laughs> Ew. And, even Peter was and, like and a, the a, guy who was creepy towards the women, and so they're like, you gotta go. Yeah. It's a tough first boot. Yep. And we're also, I think they're looking at it in a way that is different from other seasons, is they can't just target the oldest person or the person who is the physically weakest. They're thinking strategy right out the gate. Thank God. Jess, any thoughts about Clay Aiken? No. Okay, cool. Let's move on to Alex Bell. Alex is... If I find him... Oh, no. Where is he? There he is. Right there. There he is. Wait, it's the same picture. It is. Steven. You would think... <laughs> you would think I'd be able to find him. But here we are. Here we are. This is, this is the one problem with them not being in order, is I can't find them. Did this man... Do anything on the show? Who I was he? I think this is the restaurant designer who spoke once. That is not That's true. not him? No. Oh, shit. I know who you're talking about. We'll get to him. Okay. But, uh, oh, Alex, it was the other guy. Alex is the triathlon coach. Oh. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was actually pretty smart. 
I, he yeah, was, and he was like, this flower has a lot of protein in it. Yeah. And we were like, okay, as we mm-hmm. laid on the couch drinking. Yeah. We were like, yeah. He also, he also talked about does. letting Butch and Roger like lead a little bit and listening to their wisdom. Mm-hmm. He has a good head on his shoulders. I think he's going to be the archetype that plays really straight and is just like very much like my work, like what I say is who I am. Mm-hmm. And people keep around, but nobody takes seriously. Sure. He probably goes home. He's probably the first. Well, if there's an alliance that he's in that's contentious, he won't be the first one gone. But he'll be an easy vote when he goes. I see what you're saying. I think he's a good lackey. Yes. But that's it. Hmm. He is 32 from L.A. All right. Mm-hmm. Triathlon. What's Where? he do? Oh, triathlon. Yeah. Right. Where are you swimming in L.A.? The ocean? I guess. That just... Pools? Sure. Anyway, moving on. Rob. Rob Sestrino. Rob's a fucking douchebag. First of all, in this picture, he looks like a date rapist. Oh, no. The the buzz cut is not doing him any favors. And the weird grin. Yeah. This is the guy who... He's dead behind the eyes. Dead behind the eyes. Everything he said in this episode is basically like, herder, women hot. Herder, men better. Well, he also has decided that his strategy is to be the fucking, like, fair-weather friend. Like, and I don't appreciate that. That's right. You were, like you were mad about him strategizing. I, <laughs> you would have liked the previous five seasons better. I don't like it. Stand I, your ground. You know what? Tell, tell us more about that. What in, in a game of, like, numbers and where the... The tagline is outwit, outplay, outlast. Oh, is that the tagline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you would be one that just like, these are the people that I am holding dearest, and I'm going to go with them all the way. Yeah. And there's no oh, shame. Oh, you'd be manipulated no. so hard. There's, there's no. no shame in you'd that. Get, you, no. you would get used. Because there I are people who so. have done it to high degrees of success. Ethan. Yeah. And... Obviously, in the earlier seasons, it works better. Yeah. But even later on, like if you show yourself as a compassionate, like trustworthy person, yeah, I just don't think it's my personal strategy. <laughs> <laughs> it, you got to have like a core group to like protect you. Like you need people to keep you fucking safe, and then start betraying folks a little bit later down the line. <laughs> I agree, but I think he had. I think he had two groups that wanted him to be in their core group, and he was trying to decide which one he wanted to be in. I mean, sure. Is he the one that voted for Dan? No, I don't think so. Who voted no. for Daniel? I, I believe... I, I know who it is, and we'll, we'll talk about him. Okay, there. okay, but it's not him. It's not so him. I was going to say, if he voted for Daniel, that's, that's devious. Yeah. But with so many votes, nobody's going to know which side you were on. Correct. He did... He was caught in the middle, and he did vote for the person who did eventually go home. So. Okay. He, he chose a side. That also could be careful editing where, like, mm. he was still weighing his options and they don't show us when he sure, made his decision sure, so that there's... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Rob is from Wanta on New York's Long Island. Long Island's worse. Long Island's the New Jersey of New as York. As soon as you hit me with the Italian last name and I looked at that fucking picture, I was like, yeah. He is The tw- options are Jersey or New York. Ha. Huh. He is 24 and a computer products coordinator. Cool. So he's 24 and he doesn't know anything about computers. So here's the here's what I've noticed, uh-huh. Stephen. 
The people that I can think of immediately as being computer people in the early seasons of Survivor, uh-huh. Scoopin, Ted, and this guy. That's not a good list. You don't want to be part of that list. And never ever... That is a child predator. Ew. A, a sexual assaulter. Ah. And this guy. And who knows what this guy's gonna be. I love all of this. I love just letting you talk. It's fun for me. It truly is. Steve has all the answers. See, remember when I said I'm never wrong? Mm. This podcast is me being wrong. This is Jared is wrong, the podcast. Well, you should have said that from the beginning. I would have listened to every episode. (laughs) All right, moving on to Matthew Von Ertfelde. That's, that's, that can't be real. That can't it, be real. It's V-O-N space E-R-T-F-E-L-D-A. That man's in witness protection. There's no way that's his real last name. Or it's Von like... Ertfelda? Yeah. Or it's like Dutch or something. It, yeah, it is. most certainly is. Cool. Matthew is 33, the restaurant designer from D.C. What the fuck <laughs> is a restaurant designer? I, uh, I guess that's not he... not a real job. I guess he designs restaurants. He's in witness protection. He's in witness protection. <laughs> Which one is he? Point him out. He's uh, up top. Oh yeah, we got one scene of him. Yeah, and it was towards the end. Yeah, where we were like, restaurant designer. Who is this guy? That means he'll be important later. But like, Mm. at this point, we have to go off this photo. Man, he looks like he looks like a like the backup to Timothy Chalamet's stunt double. Like he's a little too muscular, so they're like, ah, you're the Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're the backup he, stunt double. That's, you know what he is? He's fucking like dollar store Henry Cavill. Ah. He does look very If you kind of unfocus your eyes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's an attractive dude. I didn't say he was unattractive. Okay, that's fair. I just said dollar store Henry Cavill. <laughs> you can get good things at the dollar store. That you can. Especially in 2003. Yeah, oh, true. Not a whole lot you can get for a dollar at the dollar store anymore. No, not anymore. It's, it's just... In this economy? Way to say that. Bad way to say that. (laughs) Jared, don't call me out. Moving on to Dave Johnson. Dave is 24 from Pasadena, California, and is a rocket scientist. Here's Dave. This is the man who couldn't solve a puzzle, and Jeff called him out for it, being like, you're a rocket scientist. Yeah. I will say... That don't impress me much. much. You know who else is a rocket scientist? Matt Patricia, and he fucking sucks. So this guy... a rocket scientist? Yes. And so this guy sucks. His hairline is awful. Don't he can't solve a puzzle, and he's a bad football coach. I feel like you're projecting here onto something else. Matt Patricia touched me in my fandom. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, that's what they say on the Detroit Lions podcast. Okay. Anyway. Okay. I'm. I'm sorry. Anyway, this is our friend that voted for Daniel. Cool. So he doesn't know what's going on. He can't solve a puzzle. Exactly. He's there for the vibes. Please do. Yes, I don't like him. Just and speak I think over he's, me. Well, I, for I the listener's sake, I'm trying to like. Sure. I encourage you to air. speak over Jared. Thank you. He's a fucking idiot because he's 24 and he's coming in after the fucking challenge and he's like, "You guys, I didn't like how we were out there. We didn't look good out there. You think we're gonna lie to those girls until we caught a bunch of fish?" Let's have some principles. Ooh, ooh, okay. And I'm like, bro, you are 24. First of all, in this group of guys, you are not, you're never going to be the leader of this, Mm -hmm. of this little pod. So quit while you're ahead. 
yeah, I don't like him. He probably wins the whole thing, doesn't he? I'm going to look like I, a fool in about six months. No, I want to come back to that when we get to it in the episode breakdown. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that's a take I did not expect you to have. I also didn't expect you to have that. So let's... No, let's... he came out so... Sh we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Moving on to Butch, Butch Lockley, 50, a school principal from Olney, Illinois. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know where Olney is. That's not too far from here. I, Butch is not long for this game. That's what I wrote down immediately upon meeting him. Correct. He, he, he brought the Ted Lasso-ass banner, right? That was my joke, which I was going to make again for the <laughs> point of the podcast. Yeah. But you go ahead and no, have go it. No, Tell us. No. See when you cut that and then just put yours in and make it look <laughs> like I never said that. I hope he just keeps this whole exchange in, actually. He will. <laughs> I will. I absolutely will. No, but just for the record, I did call it immediately when he was like, I'm a principal and, you know, we have my middle school kids... They don't. They don't believe in themselves. Well, they have no. Uh, they they don't like stand up for anything. And so I brought something. My uh, my item's kind of corny. And he pulls out this fucking tube, and I was like, "That's gonna be a Ted Lasso believe poster." You did, and it was. I do, and the vindication I felt in that moment was ah, uh, Chef's kiss. It was I do so good. feel the need to have one slight correction. He didn't say I'm a middle school principal. He said. I'm in the kid business. He didn't My say that. My apologies. He said it in the worst way any man that I, no adult should no. ever, I take that back, no person no should human. ever say, I'm, I'm in the kid business. I'm in the kid business. Unless, like, maybe you work at, like, a sperm bank or something. Or, like, <laughs> like a, maybe you're, you work you're at a pre, IVF. You're a prenatal nurse. Yes. Like, yeah. that's it. That's that's what I was going to say. But to be a principal, I'm in the kid business, you... I hope not. <laughs> You're an educator at most. He looks like a Fidel Castro clone lookalike. Like trying like impersonator. That's what I'm looking for, the word impersonator. Mm -hmm. Love it. Moving on to Daniel Liu. Daniel is 27, a tax accountant from Houston, Texas. This guy's a fucking idiot. Correct. But he's got arms for days to the point where he we he took his shirt off and you and I both said, "Damn, Daniel!" Damn, Daniel! So and then I watched him try to climb a balance beam and I was like, "Damn, damn Daniel. Daniel!" Just because you are big and bulky and look super strong does not make you good at everything. No, and they said you got to be agile. Yeah, this is why CrossFit athletes, do, although annoying, are very impressive to me. Sure. To be able to go out and run like an ultra marathon and then also be doing push-ups upside down and like clean and jerk it like amazing you like to watch them jerk it <laughs> no it's just it's a workout jared uh-huh i actually used to do crossfit i could never do that though. did you really i did damn good for you no oh <laughs> uh, if they're i i i would i'm kind of convinced that Daniel was told that he could find his long-lost brain cell if he ended up on this show. And he's in the Amazon hunting for that. Well, he's hunting for something else in the Amazon. That's true. <laughs> cool. Let's move on Yuck. to Roger Sexton. Roger, 56, from Valencia, California, a construction company executive. So, uh, go yes. ahead. No, you Thank first. You. I like him. Tell me more. He just gives off like, uh, like, uh, like affirming dad vibes. Mm. Like, he, yes, he. Everyone in this episode is like, he's so bossy, and he he gives me advice, and I don't like that. <laughs> I was like, fuck off. 
But I, I think he genuinely has, as of right now, has the best interest of the group at heart. And also, like, what you were talking about strategy earlier, and like, I'm like, this man works in construction. Yeah. Like, let's listen to him. Yeah. You're the only team that got your bed off the ground, so, and you have a nice little canopy, and as we saw in the teaser trailer, it's gonna rain. So, like, I think people look too much towards, like, the physical skill and not enough more towards, like, the expertise that people are bringing with them. Agreed. That's why I don't like the models. But <laughs> I was like, a man who has who has experience in construction and also has leadership skills? Yes. It seems like a person you should listen to, right? Yeah. Unfortunate. The, the tribe did listen to him for the most part. Sure. He didn't get voted off, so. He did not. You know. True. It was close. It was a little closer than it should have been. I, you know, I did, somebody did send to me like six months ago that Roger passed because they thought that it was oh. Roger from season two. I believe it was me because oh, it might have been. I I did say that on the podcast and then I was corrected because it was while we were recording that season where there was a Roger who was an older man. This Roger died. Oh. And so I will state the rule that we established last season that. Yes, this person died. However, we will still read them for filth, and yes. we will still treat them as if that they are they are a character in a TV show. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's our general process. We identify these people like we talk about them as like the full characters. scale of who they are, but really it's just through the context of the characters that they are on the show and sure, we don't any information we're given from their outside life. So, like, if it's you, puppies the bow and arrow, I'm going to make broad judgments about you. Well, yes, <laughs> I would hope so. Oh, well, you know, well, I said very complimentary things. So, rest in peace, Roger. Yeah. I mean, somebody from last season had also passed recently, and I hated that guy, and I didn't give a fuck. We, or, are, we are looking at a different kind of person, though. Yes, so, I... Through so, one episode, I should say. Yeah, no, this... Roger seems nice. Uh, he seems like he could be a genuine leader of his tribe. I think he could lead an alliance all the way to the Final Four. Mm. All right. And... I believe that is all That's it for the guys, of right? our guys. Yeah, one, two. That's the guy five, tribe. Guy tribe. Five. What's their six, fucking name? Seven. Eight. <laughs> our tribe names for the guys is the Tombaki tribe. Guy Tomaki? tribe. Tombaki. 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 They use they use words from the native peoples. Sure, except they got the whole history of the Amazon wrong. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> Which they do better jobs in some seasons than others. <laughs> yeah, Tombaki is a fish. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, he did say that. Are the girls also named after a fish, or are they named after uh, something else? I believe it's something else. But like see. in Australia, one like one tribe is named after a fish, one is named after a crocodile. Sure. In the native language, the Aboriginal language. Sure. That was the Tambaki tribe. We are moving forward to the other tribe, the Jabaru, which means it's a bird. It's a stork. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. You don't like Ooh, that? We got a shot of a very scary the, looking stork. The uh, women tribe being storks? storks? Oh, I don't like that. Oh. For Are carrying you, the babies. Right. I, yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it just that connection that makes yeah. you go gross? Well, I mean, not gross, but just kind of like, at best it's contrived. Sure. Then what, give me the connection for the fish. It doesn't, there isn't one. That's the whole point. Like, why, like, they've always done it with just, like, a word from the, as far as I know, uh-huh. like, an unaffiliated word or, like, something that has to do with, like, the beach or where they're at or whatever, mm-hmm. versus, like, now oh, we're doing battle of the sexes and you women are going to be the storks. 
Better than being this like a snake or something, though. Well, I guess. It's not that bad, but it's a, it's a little unoriginal. A sure. Little, I see what you're saying. A little hacky. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm going through my definitions to make sure I'm not, like, picking the first one that says stork and just running with it. No, they all say stork. <laughs> a stork of South and Central America and Mexico having white plumage with a pink band at the neck and a naked head. Okay. Cool. There's that's all right. Moving on to the the Jabiru tribe. Shauna, Shauna Mitchell, twenty-three, a retail saleswoman from Redwood City, California. Jared's already laughing. Is wait no, who's the swimsuit model? The not her. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is not This the is model. blue headband? This is yes, this is blue headband. The swimsuit model is brunette. Oh yeah, okay. This is blue headband. Never mind. This I was thinking of some bales. I have no opinions on her. We saw like two seconds of her. The only thing we learned about her in this episode is that every guy thinks she's hot. Every guy thinks she's hot. Yeah, yep. Because uh, they had a whole section where they just sat and debated what all the how attractive all the women were. My favorite part of that, which Yucky. we'll get to, is Jeff setting them up, mm -hmm. them taking the bait, Jeff just letting them talk, and then going, and that's why you're here. <laughs> Let's go home. Gross. <laughs> No thoughts about Shauna? I mean, this is, this she is, hasn't given me anything to think about. That's that's the thing. It's not the tribe that went to council, so we didn't get to see all of the members of that tribe. She is somebody we didn't get to see a lot of. Fair. So, based on her headshot, I mean, oh. she seems pleasant. Like, I don't really... There's nothing, like, that stands out crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I, I hope she doesn't end up as, like, the Aaron or the Sarah of the season, the people that don't get any spotlight and are just the, the boobs higher. But we'll see. It's weird that you pull out Shauna as the boobs hire. I feel like we have other people who are could very clearly well, be the boobs hire. In this case, the boobs hire has to be somebody that doesn't get any actual screen time uh, for their personality. I see what you're saying. And those are the people we've gotten some of their personality even already. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Moving on to Dina Bennett. Dina, 35, a deputy district attorney from Riverside, California. That's Dina right there. I don't I know. Don't like Do, really? Yeah. Say more. She just comes across as like the the less effective version of Roger. Hmm. Fascinating. Which I think is just how I think it's just how women communicate with each other. Hmm. Is that it's like more uh how do I describe this? <laughs> how do I describe this? No, the men are gonna be like, I wanna do this, or you go do that. And the girls are going to sit there because this is just the way women are conditioned to like speak to one another is like, is like in a meeting when like a woman says something like very coherent and like an excellent thought and then she stops and she goes, does that make sense? I see what you're saying. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> I just did it. So I think that's going to be the like, that's going to be one of the communication issues among the women. But like I saw her like trying to take leave mm. in this episode and not really taking it. Yeah. Like, she was kind of in charge, but barely. She definitely put forward the, okay, someone needs to take charge. Yeah. I'm going to start giving some orders, but also simultaneously But also, is that cool down. with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay if we split up three and three, and some of you do fire, and some of you do housing? Yeah. Yeah? We're from, all good with three and three? Okay, cool. From what we've seen, they need a cohesive leader someone to give them yes. direction yes and like i think 
I think she thinks she's got that in the bag because mm -hmm. she's a DA, but I don't think she'll actually be the leader of this group. There's something else to be said about being a DA, especially in 2003, is probably not the most equal gendered field. I would imagine she's probably outnumbered by a lot of men. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that probably has conditioned her worldview in a way that is that, like you were saying, couching things with like, is that okay? Or possibly even like being ready to fight at all times. I think I've mm -hmm. talked before on the podcast about how like my mother works on a base of like mostly men and has a hard time with that sometimes. And it's always having to like be ready to fight in any given moment. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit I saw of Dina of like, all right, when do I got to start throwing fists? Like not literally, but. But I think that's fun is that given any other normal season of Survivor, like you could get her at a butt heads moment with some pig headed guy who thinks he knows it all. But in this scenario where it's like, okay, you've thrown that trope off. Yeah. Because unless things go wildly off the rails, and I haven't seen the other seasons of Survivor, but like women do not typically get in like screaming matches with each other in like general life, not general yeah, life. just season two. Um, okay. Women are, and I think I've mentioned this earlier, like women are, can be very mean to each other <laughs> in a very, pa in, but it's typically in a more passive aggressive way. So granted these people are under extreme circumstances. So like there might be more opportunities. It might be more frequent that they will get into like screaming matches with each other. But oh, yeah. again, it's just like how women communicate with each other can be very, read between the lines, like, passive, aggressive sure. kind of thing. We're going to miss so much shit, Stephen. We're going to miss so much subtext through the season. That's what we have listeners for. That's true. Well, to be fair, all of... All the listeners that write in are men. Yeah. We need, uh, if, if you're out there and you are any other gender than the ones that we outwardly express... Please write in. This is a good season to do so. Jess, please listen to the rest of the season and, <laughs> and correct us. No, I'll just come over and I'll do every episode for this season. It's fine. Uh, moving on to Jean Herbert. Hebert. Sorry. It could also be Jeannie. Is this one? Is that Jean? No. Sorry. No. That's, uh, where'd she go? Why Jean's right I, there. There she is. Right there. Yeah. They're the same picture, Steve. I still have to scan through them and find them. Remind me of Jean, because I'm having, I recognize her, but I'm having a hard time remembering what she did. We didn't see a whole lot of Jean mm -hmm. through this. Okay. Jean is 41, a marketing director from North Attleboro, Molasses. Molasses? Oh my god. <laughs> 41, marketing director from North Attleboro, Massachusetts. Mm. Not Molasses. I'm losing my goddamn mind. No, we didn't get much from her this episode, I don't think. No. We saw a little bit of her interacting with some of the older ladies. Yeah. And we got some commentary on the side, but for the most mm. part, she was pretty buried. I'm going to withhold judgment then, because I don't... Agreed. It, like, her headshot also isn't anything, like, there's nothing about her that, like, to pick out for fun either. Agreed. Like, she kind of... Well, I will express my continued surprise at people who wear jewelry. Yeah. To sure. Survivor. Yeah. Fascinating. I, she looks like an extra on Parks and Rec. Like, I, I don't know what else to work with yep. off that. She does look like she was not quite ready for this photo. Yeah. It's like... True. They, they kind of like, caught her by surprise. Yeah. They're like, All okay, right. smile. And she was like, eh. Uh -huh. And they took it a, half a second too soon. Ready? 
Smile. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Exactly. Okay, cool. Moving on to Christy Smith. God bless this girl. Christy, 24, a children's adventures guide oh, from she's, she's Basalt, deaf. Colorado. Yeah. Also hard of hearing. This is a point that I want to make. So, is the correct term... She said she was deaf. She did say that, and I wanted to point that out. Yeah. As we say it now, mm-hmm. is the correct term hard of hearing? Is it... I, I think person I first. It's... Person first language. Sure. I don't know. Okay, so listen. I had... Jess and I had this conversation yesterday. Okay. I, I'm diabetic. I've said that many times in this podcast. Uh-huh. Jess tried to correct themselves and be like, oh, wait, no, you're a person with diabetes. My mom told me that. And I was like, no, fuck that. Like, that's stupid. And, like, I'm not going to speak for them. To I'm not be speak, fair, I'm my not mother speak... works in public health and works in diabetes. Okay. I'm not going to speak for other communities personally uh-huh. as a diabetic. Like, it... It doesn't feel that important, and like it, it almost feels like, like I don't get a break from diabetes. Like sure. I am not a person with diabetes. I am a diabetic because every waking moment of, my, or even sleeping moments of my life, it's there. Mm-hmm. She doesn't get to turn this off. Yeah, but that's that's also a, probably a. I, I can't speak for entire communities of people, especially when I'm not a part of that one specifically. Yeah. Sure. And here's where I'm gonna challenge you: mm. is that. Yes, you have a disability, but yours is an invisible disability. Yeah, no, that's fair. And that you move through the world in a different way than yes. someone who has a wheelchair or crutches yeah. or g- can be instantly picked out as yes. you do not you do not go through the world the same way that a lot of other people do. Oh yeah, totally, one thousand percent. So I don't know the right answer. Yeah, I I do think the correct terminology is deaf. Okay. If I'm we're the, wrong, just tell us. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, right. This is what emails are for. I'm also like, I'm gonna use what she uses for the episode. Yeah, she, yeah. that's how she identified. So I think that's yeah. we honor that. Yeah. I'm gonna go with person with person who no hear good. <laughs> oh my no. god. That we made it worse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on to Janet. Kahn. Wait, wait, we didn't talk about her at all. No, though. we didn't. We just talked about oh, the okay. nuances. The fact that she's deaf. <laughs> Fine. Tell me more. I'm worried about her. Okay, why? I think they're... Okay, I... Never mind. No, go on, please. <laughs> this is this is what this is. Because it is. Like, we have to make snap judgments. Right. And in this situation, it does make it very difficult. Right. Um, I want this to be an environment where she succeeds. I don't think it will be. And I wonder... Uh, I don't think it's purposeful, obviously, because, like, we want to be inclusive and, like, don't want to disclude people from being on Survivor. But... I did not know, you guys both told me at the very beginning of the episode that they're not allowed to communicate with each other until they get off that big riverboat and they get in their little riverboats. Yeah. And, like, I think that doesn't just... Like, I don't think that's fair in this particular circumstance to have a person who um, doesn't, like, struggle to communicate but, like, will have different needs and challenges in terms of communicating... Like, I don't think that was fair that they, quote-unquote, like, sprung that on the group. And I also feel like it kind of, unfortunately, like, unfortunately, I don't think circa 2003, yeah, circa 2003, I don't think these people are going to approach her with the tools that will make her, and therefore the group, successful. And so I wonder if it's going to put the... I wonder if her being on the team inherently is going to make people think that the women's team 
is at a disadvantage. I'm not saying mm. that that is what's happening because I hope that the women, well, it's one person wins the whole thing, right? So yes. The team doesn't win. No. So, like, I want the women's team to do well and I want her to do well, but I don't think in the year of our Lord 2003, people are going to accommodate people. I don't think people are going to go out of their way to help her. And we saw that in the episode. Yes and no. I, I disagree with the communication beforehand being an issue only because she said she didn't want the men to know. She was like, sure. she only wanted, and she, they didn't know until that moment who their tribe was. So even if they had been able to talk, she would have, like her, nobody able to talk actually helped her That's not true. having to mask as hard. That's true. And I actually, like, I don't know. I'm sensing some editing fuckery. I think they're setting up the, like, look how hard it is for this girl. Mm -hmm. And then I think she's going to do pretty decently well as far as the I certainly goes. hope so. I, I think that... Because they gave us a lot of, like, cutaways to her when it was nighttime. And she was like, I have no idea what's going on. Nighttime seems hard. Especially with that tiny fire they had. They did oh, not have a good fire. Hearts. That was a struggle. But I think if somebody can befriend her, yeah. one or two people... like. You so have, I you hope have a that someone takes a chance on her. Loyal alliance, right there. I agree. I agree. My prediction for her is that she makes the merge. I don't know if she makes it much farther than that. Mm. It really does depend on who wins immunities at that point. But sure. I would not. I I don't think she is one of the first. I'm going to say I don't think she is one of the first two women that go home. Okay. So you're setting it up. The way I read what you're saying is that. They're making the communication issues to be bigger in this first episode yes. than it's going to be. Yes. Okay. I certainly or, hope so. Or, like, establishing that, like, hey, these are difficulties, and then, like, later on we get past them. Okay. Because yeah. I think she, again, um, thinking about people and, like, what experience they bring to the table, she's, like, an adventure leader, Right? Mm -hmm. for, I mean, for kids, but like still the same thing. It's the same kind of challenges that they're going through. I mean, obviously on a much worse level. Yeah, what, are you taking children to the Amazon? But, no, thank <laughs> God. But like, you know, she does those fucking rope courses yeah. and like, what are they called? Like, m not mud runs. What are they called? Mud runs is a thing. But like the, the races that are also obstacle courses. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Spartan races. Oh, sure. I don't know that you would bring kids to that, but... No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Jess, do you know what kids do? <laughs> do you need somebody no, that's in the I'm kid not, business? No, I'm not in the kid business. <laughs> we so know, we okay. know somebody. We know a guy. No, but I think she's going to have those kind of outdoorsy, collaborative... Like, uh, her fucking job is teaching kids how to collaborate and get over a stream or something. Yeah. So if they can get past the quote-unquote perceived communication challenges... Then well, I think she will be a valuable asset. It is also a challenge. I don't want to say perceived communication. I was like, it is a challenge having. Well, to... I wasn't there in two thousand three. I don't know. No, no, but like, she talks about how like you have to like, can you speak slower to me? Right. Can you? And also, we see like in low light situations, it is harder for her to communicate. Right, right, right. right. Um, also, if you say the, ch the children business three times, uh, Scoopin appears. God, God no, stop. <laughs> Sorry, what name are you saying? His la is it's a it's a guy by the name of Michael Scoopin who Scoopin. That's his last name. Uh, he fell in a fire in season two. He comes back in a later season. He was arrested for child pornography after that. What a triple whammy of things to, <laughs> to get hit with. Okay. Yeah. On to the next? On to the next. Right. Moving on to Janet Cott, a homemaker, 47, from Manchester. What the fuck is she doing <laughs> <What>? here? <laughs> what is homemaker? Why is she here? Is that... Okay. So, that could be, like... 
Did she think she was taking a job at Amazon? <laughs> Amazon didn't exist in 2000. It definitely did. It, it did. just it was, was not books. what it is now. Yeah, right. I th- I mean, my mom used to go in in between jobs. She went in and like cleaned people's houses. I would consider that a homemaker. That is not what a homemaker is. That's not what a homemaker is. What, what a is homemaker this? is like a stay-at-home mom. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. See, but they're not shy to say stay-at-home mom That's true. any other time. That's what a homemaker is. Like, you you stay and you make Jared, it are you Googling? Home. No. Keep, talk amongst yourselves. Okay, Wait, cool. He wants to prove me wrong. So no, I just want to know. Anyway, thoughts about Janet. What the fuck is she doing here? How old is she? 47. God bless her. What is she doing here? Okay. She, can you imagine being 47 and you, one day your wife turns to you and she's like, honey, I think I'm going to apply for Survivor. I would fucking love that. So I would love that so much. It says here. Well, a, with your future partner, that would be incredible. Uh, but like. A person who spends their time looking after a home and doing housework rather than being employed outside the home. So it. Likely so maybe she doesn't have kids. That all her kids. My guess is that the kids are out of the house at this point. Oh, at this point, yes. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So she's an empty nester, and she wanted an adventure, and nice. so she went to the fucking Amazon, and, and she she's like, like, "Oh, this is so hard." She was like, "Oh, this is hard, and there are bugs, <laughs> and I'm tired." She was like, "I knew it'd be hard. I didn't think it would be this hard." I'm like. Girl, there are five seasons out already. You should have known what you were signing up for, bruh. And this is not one of the more difficult seasons. Like, we've seen some shit. Thailand was probably easier to survive than this, but, like, Africa, Australia, way worse. Way worse. It was day three, and she was like, I'm having trouble walking. And I was like, (laughs) girl... You, well, you have an obstacle course in about 20 minutes, so <laughs> I hope you're ready to do some ropes work. She found it, though. She got there. She dug deep. She did dig deep, but thank God Daniel fell, because otherwise... <laughs> thank God, God Daniel couldn't bail with a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on okay. to Jenna Maraska. 21-year-old swimsuit model from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I feel so bad for Jenna. Jenna's whole strategy coming into this was boobs. I'm gonna manipulate all the men, and then she's like, "I'm on a tribe of women." I fucking love that. I think that's brilliant. It's so funny. You know, the producers that are interviewing her were like, "Oh yeah, that was gonna be good. We got a good. This is gonna be a good bit." <laughs> Dude, thoughts about Jenna? She's funny. I don't like her. Ooh. Oh, Go on, ooh. tell me more. No, I just don't like her. I don't like either of the models. What are you doing here? What do you bring to the table? Nothing. You're the boobs. They're updating. Their, they're they're raising their personal credit or cred. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. They're like, I'm here for the future Instagram follows. <laughs> uh, oh yes, in 2003. Yeah, that's why I said future Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, they Not saw yet. Instagram. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fucking wild. Sorry, yeah. they were like, I'm here for the Facebook likes on my Facebook uh, artist page. <laughs> Because the two things that I have pulled up for our person who goes home, which is a model, are the Instagram and the... (laughs) And the Facebook page? No. And the resume of this model. Wow. Thank God. No, I... She seems cynical in an entertaining way. Mm -hmm. She seems like she's going to make a good villain. Mm. But I don't think she's going to be on the show very long. All right. All right. I think she's going to villain herself right out stage right. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving on to Joanna Ward, 
31 from Orangeburg, South Carolina, a school guidance counselor. Joanna. Um, oh. Two? The, the obligatory person of color. Well, what on the women's team. Yes. Correct. Correct. Too churchy for me, but that's just a personal take. That's They only cast women of color that love Jesus. And she does. I, cause like, I see I Stephen wouldn't... doing the math and like, tell me that math don't math. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, um, you're not wrong. It's, it's six for six, baby. Could she be good for, like, resolving conflicts as a guidance counselor? I certainly hope so. But I don't want to hear, um... I don't, I don't Screamed want... Screamed gospel music? Well, certain, I certainly don't While want to hear that. While you're fishing? That's, like... The complete opposite of what you should be trying to do when you're fishing. Correct. Isn't the whole point you have to be quiet? Or is that just what dads say to keep their kids quiet? I'm pretty sure that's like, just what dads say. Oh, well. The other thing is, I didn't like that she had a five-minute prayer for a fish that was like maybe two ounces. <laughs> She's like, thank you, Lord, for this feast and nourish our bodies. And then it cuts to everyone who has like a pinch of fish meat in their hand. She looks like if you... Combine Kamala Harris and Jimmy Neutron into one person. I do I don't not like that. get what you're saying. I don't like that. Look at the head shape. I'm looking at the head shape. I'd like to move on from that topic. I don't see what you're saying. Anyway, moving forward to Heidi Strobel. Okay, so I... This, I think, is the first season I saw when I was a child. Okay. Because... Heidi unlocked a core memory. Ooh, go on. I have no context as to why, but I was like, I have seen that woman before. Mm. Mm. That is the end of the thought. Oh. But, yeah, like, I was too young. I would have been seven when this came out. I, I don't remember anything about her. I probably didn't see, uh, like, all the episodes. I probably didn't necessarily even see them in order. But I like Heidi. She's interesting. She's fun. She's, she's, she's my pick for winner. Okay. I want to keep with the trend, and I think she is much smarter than she lets on. Sure. I see what you're saying. Uh, Heidi is a gym teacher from Eldon, Missouri, and is 24. A lot of young people on this show. Well, I mean, they, they had a... Uh, I was actually going to comment that a lot of the women are older than normal. Like, we had several in their mid to late 30s, a couple in their 40s, one at 47. <laughs> what was... a ragtag group of white people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we Except go... for those two. We could pick up, that could be said for every season of it <laughs> so far. Yeah, so that's everybody. That's that's the whole gang. There are no shining stars for me. Heidi's the shining star for me. And you know, I think that makes for a good season. If there's no one that you're like, this has to be the winner. Sure. Sure. Then I, I feel like... I should say Heidi and Roger. Those are the two stars for me so far. Okay. I do like like a nice like sleeper agent who like I because that if I was on any kind of competition show that would be my strategy would be like play to the middle of the pack. Don't be too noticeable, mm -hmm. but don't be too forgettable until you get to the very end and then shoot up. What kind of horrible circumstances would end up with you on a, like a competition show? I don't know, but this is the strategy that I developed when I was watching Drag Drag Race, and I was like, if I was a drag queen, this is what I would do. Are you a drag queen? I wish. I wish. I don't have the skill set for that. If you have, and I know you said you're not going to watch any more of this, and I will 100% Unless you that. need a female perspective. N 
Well, I always need a female perspective. Anyway. Anyways. The Sorry Retreat Back Time podcast does advocate for the female perspective. I feel like that shouldn't be said. It d- shouldn't need to be said, but here we are. doesn't and hurt to say it anyway. Fair. I would encourage mm. watching a more modern season. Mm. If, if you have any interest in this at all, you're like, ooh, this concept is great, but man, I cannot watch where this is right now. Mm-hmm. More current seasons of Survivor. They and out a trans person. Valid. But then, but I, so that, I have seen that TikTok. So then Jeff rips them apart for doing it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. And the only reason why that was kept in there was because the person okayed it. All right. I'll allow it. But like the whole storytelling behind that scene specifically mm-hmm. is very good on Survivor's part. All right. Because the fuckery that that person does gets them kicked off in a way that no one had ever been kicked off before. Now that is intriguing. Yes. Okay. So. What season is that? The last season? No. no it's. Couple uh, seasons? I want to say it's. A while ago. Oh, really? Oh, 30. Okay. Listeners, tell us what season that was. It's. Hold it's on. Not I, I, don't... I know it's not. I'm, not, I'm trying to encourage emails okay. and viewer oh, engagement. Yeah. Anyway. The one that I we were referencing was season 34. Okay. And what are we on now? This is six. Sorry. In the current year of our Lord 2023. Currently, it's 44. Oh, wow. Yes. So Steve and I are going to be doing this for the next eight years. We mapped it out. Hope nothing bad happens between the two of you. I'm replaceable. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't like that. Anyway, I really enjoy the current season that is going on. Okay. And from things that you have just described, Mm -hmm. fits exactly into what you're saying. So if you want to give it a chance, mm-hmm. the first episode may like throw you a little for the loop because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people getting hurt. Sure. People getting evac in ways that Ooh. like it's outside the game. Like it sucks. Sure. But yes, would 100% encourage people to go watch Jared. Okay. I watch enough Survivor in a week. That's fair. Okay. So we have all our people. The stage is set. Let's do a quick recap of the episode. I'm I'm not going to go... Oh, Lord, we're not done? I know, right? <laughs> I'm not going to go too in-depth into anything. I just want to, like, yeah, broad, broad strokes here. Okay. We open the episode. Jeff, everyone's on a boat. Mm-hmm. Jeff's like, hey, we're... Welcome split- to Survivor. Yeah, welcome to Survivor. I'm splitting you into teams. When I call your name, go get in a boat. And he starts listing off all the female names. Mm-hmm. And at the fifth female name, everyone goes... Oh, I know hey, what oh. I know, I know what the rock is cooking. Yeah, it's a good time. Overall, here's where the broad strokes sexism starts. And a lot of... A lot of misogyny. A lot of misogyny. Oh, boy. We get a weird story about the Amazonian women. Which is not true. Okay, so <laughs> I, this makes me mad. As somebody who loves history, this makes me so mad. Jeff is like... This, the Amazon was discovered in 15 whatever. First of all, no one was We're, we're like, like, people lived people here for lived hundreds, if not thousands of years before that. Okay. And then Jeff said, they found a tribe of like all women or whatever. All women warriors. All women warriors mm-hmm. that were named the Amazons. And so they named this area the Amazon. I'm like, no, the Amazons are a Greek myth about a tribe of warrior women 
I don't know if they discovered a tribe of warrior women, then, but like they didn't name the Amazon after those women in that tribe. They named it at best off of the Greek myth about. Mm. It's not. I found that in three seconds, <laughs> and like some previous knowledge. You are a multi-million-dollar show. I guess they couldn't figure out that the previous contestants had been in porn, uh, but like, <laughs> that do, do some research. Previous story. winner was in. Previous porn. winner. And his wife were both porn stars, which, hey, sex work is work. Yep. But you put that on, you you didn't know. You didn't know. If you did it knowingly, great. But you didn't know. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that happens. They paddle into, everything is rivers, which I think is different than anything we've seen so far. Is, Except for Australia. Sure, but they weren't traversing on these rivers yeah, in Australia. True. They walked along them. But this, they're going by boat to almost everywhere. That's true. On that river. Their obliques are going to be oh, yeah. so fire by the end of this season. Oh, yeah. I would not do well. <laughs> <laughs> I would do so poorly. And their uteruses, you know, both of the biggest ah, muscle groups the biggest in the body. Yeah. In the body. Yep. They get to camp. They have a big box of supplies, which mm-hmm. Jeff was like, it's meager supplies. It's a good amount of bad. They straight up gave them kerosene. Yeah, Yeah, that was wild. I I was like, that feels like cheating. It does, and I don't know why the women took so long to use it. I do think it was partially like, listen, y'all gotta build a fire or the jaguars are gonna come and eat your face. Like, you... you, They were like... This is clearly not the jaguars ate my face party. (laughs) Anyway, in their box, they have a pot manioc... I forgot how it was pronounced. I wrote oh, it down. Rain? Yeah. Rain. Maniac yeah. flower. Yeah. Machetes. Like, everyone gets a machete, not just, like, one machete for the yeah. group. Yeah, here's the thing. Not everybody should have a machete. Not everyone needs a machete. I'm on a machete for all party. That tracks with the, who you The are founding father gave us the right to bear machetes. Okay, no. <laughs> they have a little <laughs> bit of water. They got flint. I don't know if this is the first time that they've been given flint from the get-go. I wonder if it's... And, like, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably am. Do you think it's, like, due to the environment? Like, they were like, this is the Amazon, everything is wet. I think we're so. We're going to help you. I absolutely I think so. Because otherwise, yeah. like, how would they start a fire? Yeah. Like, Wouldn't. they'd be screwed. And then I, they'd I, be dead. So. I, I can't remember if this is the first time. Because I can't, I, like, do they, is that in modern seasons where they take the flint they, away? They do take the flint away in modern seasons. Is that also in the previous seasons? No. Okay. Flint was given as a reward. And then they got it after the first tribal. Yes. Yeah, okay. I also... uh, Purely environmental. What was the death... What was the contestant's death? Christy. Christy. The moment she talked, I was like, she's deaf. Mm -hmm. But, like, she talked and, like, the tribe all seemed surprised to learn this. And I was like, you guys heard her... Speak like I like. There's a a vocal pattern that people who are hard of hearing have when you can't hear your own voice to modulate it. Mm-hmm. That is pretty common. I was surprised that none of the rest of them had picked up on that sure. on the entire boat ride, unless she just didn't speak on the boat ride. You told me they're not. Oh, you mean when they were paddling? When they're paddling, oh, yeah, oh, oh. yeah. I mean, she did kind of say that that like I was having trouble hearing anyone on That's the true. boat ride, so I couldn't really interject. Yeah, but she also, was like, because I missed everyone's name. I don't know what anyone does. Yeah. yeah. And, like, also, like, you're going to have a lot of background noise when you're, like, trying to battle. Yeah. So. 
and again, I, I'm going to play the card of we're well-versed in like True. having the ability to connect with people from all over the world. True. At this like time, if they didn't have someone actively in their life or within five square miles of them, they may not have ever communicated with someone who was hard of hearing. That's true. I, I Someone in my church was deaf growing up, so I guess I kind of, it was like around me, so I knew, or a family of, of folks were, so. Sure. Yeah, I guess if you didn't have that, yeah. All right. right. And the last thing was the kerosene lamp, which they yeah. used to start fires. Yeah. Anyway, Christy tells everyone she's deaf. We got that. Uh, Butch tries taking control by not taking control. Yeah, that's where I put down that Butch is not long for this game. <laughs> uh, then we, we start building shelters. We chop them trees. Lots of chopping. All live trees. Not finding any dead wood. Just going yep. after trees that are still in the ground. Yep. No, because dead wood is in South Dakota. This has been the Survivor Turning Back Time <laughs> podcast. Thank you so much for That's listening. That's the end. No more. I'll see myself out of my own home. Um, I need help figuring out what this means. I wrote down, did Jenna just call her vagina a cave? I do. Yes. <laughs> no, she didn't. But this is when they were talking about boiling water to sanitize their underwear. And she was like, I feel like that's a priority because things can grow down there in the dark. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how vaginas work. Yeah, Jenna's probably the first woman going home. Okay. Is my guess. Gotcha. And also, like, they boiled all their underwear, which... But then they completely negated it because they draped it all over the fucking trees to dry. <laughs> where like, else are what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? And getting the water bo- and getting the fire started was its own ordeal. Like the men did it really quickly and the women took five to six hours. Like it was dark by the time they got that fire started. Yeah. Concern. Everyone slept on the ground. I should say the women specifically made a point of sleeping on the ground. I think the men also slept on the ground, but they slept on palm fronds. Yeah. So... Oh, they weren't on their little lofted system yet? They didn't have that yet. Yeah. I think they got that built by day two. I think so. But still. Roger comes out. He's he's a little bit of a bossy boy here. Yep. Roger starts going, Mm -hmm. like, making things happen. I wrote down another quote. Go on. She could put Viagra out of business. Explain where that came from, Jay. I don't remember. One of the guys said it. It was fucking... It was Rob. Oh, it was Rob. Yeah, yeah. Talking about... (laughs) Long Island Ice Dick. Talking about Heidi? Yeah, I think it was Heidi, yeah. Or actually, was it Daniel? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Rob. Anyways. Yeah, terrible quote. Terrible, terrible quote. Terrible thing to say about a human. Yeah. But women aren't people. No. Not on Survivor. They're sex objects. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, all the men. Well, I mean, that that bit is all the men in this episode view the women not as competitors, but as things to conquer once they are merged. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna hook up with her. Or I'm gonna, ooh, she looks so good. I'm gonna get with her. Like, you don't even know these people. You've literally never spoken a word to them. One of them, at least in tribal, was like. We haven't showered in three days, so I don't really know how much I'm going to want to do that. That was Daniel trying to redeem himself. Oh, yeah. That's, it means the bare fucking minimum, but at least, you're, at least he's trying to walk it back. 
No, he was like, I won't fuck you because now you're gross. Oh, you're right. You talk about her being gross, not him being no, gross. No, not yeah. him. Oh, that's he was so like, much worse. He was like, no, they haven't showered in like three days. I don't think I want that. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Two things to highlight in this area. One, Rob talking about the other tribe. I see them crying and panicking, trying to build a cell phone to call, to their, call their, boyfriends. their boyfriends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was fucking gross. That yeah. was gross. Uh, the other one... The women are going off to build shelter and like some are doing other things and Christy gets left behind. Yeah. Awful. So sad. sad. So sad. It's like no one just comes up and, and sees that Christy is queerly not hearing what's going on. Because mm-hmm. I don't think she was even there. I think she was doing something else and like oh, really? they decided and they started walking back and she came back to the area and she's like, everyone's leaving and no one is telling me what we're doing. And so she's she like, I like, need to tend the fire then. Yeah, so she was like, I guess I'll stay here and tend the fire. Which is appropriate. You shouldn't leave open flame in the Amazon. It is a precious resource. Okay. It's a good point, The point though. still stands. The crew's going to stop a wildfire. Okay. God, I would My hope. Except for the one they caused in season two. We don't have proof My of that. My point... I doubly you're right. We don't have proof of it, but that is my head. <laughs> Two more things I want to pull out. One, Rob has a magic eight ball. The dumbest thing. Honestly, <laughs> dumber than the believe sign. <laughs> because at least the believe sign, you could like, ma- like it's probably water repellent. You could mm-hmm. use it as a canopy or something. You brought a fucking magic eight ball. Yes, you did. And you were like, am I going to hook up with the girls? Yeah. <laughs> All signs point to yes, 30 baby. seconds of entertainment. Yeah, and after that, it's pointless. Yeah, but you can imagine a producer jumping on that. Even like, worse is Rob spent so long talking about how good of an idea it was. And like, the spirits of the Amazon are yeah. going like into the, my magic eight ball. The like, rule is that we can't ask if we're going to win or lose a challenge. Oh, yeah. He has but very like, specific rules about rules. that challenge. Like... Rob is season one Sean again. Ooh, tell me more. Useless, for one. Commits to stupid shit and takes it way too seriously and is going to spend a lot of time trying to hook up with women who have zero interest in him. God, I can't wait for these emails. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, beautiful. (laughs) So good, thank you. That means I've said something either very correct or very wrong. No, I I don't think it's wrong. I just, knowing what I know is well, that's so I mean. funny. Yeah, like my, like my projection is either sure. very yeah. right on or very off. Okay. Fishing, Heidi, Janet, and Jenna fish. Janet is so sick. But they never specify what she's sick with. No. She probably doesn't know. She probably just feels like shit. Yeah, do you think it's because she's sleeping in the dirt and tarantulas <laughs> are crawling in her mouth? Yeah, like. Maybe it's the malaria medicine. <laughs> Not again. She's like, I don't feel good. I'm like, girl. <laughs> Jess, how much money no would it take shit. for you to join this show? You'd have to give me a million dollars up front. <laughs> just to get on the boat. They definitely are salaried in some way. Oh, though. yeah. 1,000%. I would hope so. No, I'm... Like, if you know you're going on Survivor, like, I would start training. Like, I would start, I would hire, like, a, a personal trainer. I would hire, like, a nutritionist. I would hire, like, Your Your personal item would feel so big, like, I still have to eat anything. Yep. I was like, that's my personal item. Like, just all of my anorexia medication. I did write down the sound design in this season. Very good. Mm-hmm. They're using a lot of music for underscoring, which has not mm-hmm. been the case. It feels 
like the production value has taken a huge step forward from last season in that regard. Yes. Mm. So, outing myself a little bit here. Pandemic-wise, when things everything shut down and we had like a bunch of free time, this is the season that I started with. Ah, okay. Because I started season one and I'm like, oh my god, the like the quality of this is so bad and yeah. it's cringy and like this is where I felt like okay, we've got You're like the oh, rhythm this is going. an actual TV show. Yeah, now. yeah. This is where we can actually make it. It's watchable now. It took three years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They do this twice a year? Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Yep. That's how there's been 40 seasons between 2000 and 2023. That is a good point. Hmm. Can't argue with that. That math maths. I'm sure it does. I've just never spared more than a single brain cell on Survivor before tonight. And yet you so. are two hours into a podcast. And I've got very passionate beliefs yeah. at this point. So <laughs> We love passionate beliefs. Strong opinions. Can we talk about the immunity idol? Yes, I want to do one thing real quick, because this is one thing we talked about. Joanna goes out fishing with, I forget who she goes out with. I want to say it's our person that we we forgot who who was. It was... Uh, uh, yeah. G- uh, Jean. Jean? Jean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. And they forget the paddles. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, it could have been hilarious. a disaster. As soon as she stepped, because she put one foot out of the boat to reach over and grab that paddle, I was like, there is a python waiting to <laughs> swallow you. I was like, piranhas are coming any minute now. <laughs> She's going to step back in the boat. It's just going to be her fucking femur sticking out. <laughs> just bones. All this happening while Joanna is screaming gospel music at the top of her lungs. And, like, Jared pointed out, like, it is technically good. It is technically, like, the music is there, but it is at a volume and, like, a quality that you're like, this is great. On fucking day three when, of sleeping in the dirt, that is the last thing I need. When I, Jared Michael Sheldon, am saying you are too loud, you should inspect your life choices. Learn. Yeah, now let's talk about the immunity idol. And the tree mail. And the tree mail. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Tree mail's bad. Yikes. Tree mail. It's all this. Holy shit. They saw season one's like blackface idol and went, what if we made it so much worse? Yeah. So they kind of learned their lesson. I would fucking From hope season so. one and two, three, four, five were all pretty good and yeah. used the. The... At, at worst, they were unremarkable. Yeah. None of them were like cringy. Just make it a mailbox. This is a full this is not no. Hard. This is a full on minstrel show. Ooh. Like this is a minstrel show of a of a tree male and immunity idol. It's bad. It's really it bad. It's real bad. bad. Like and like you said, it doesn't need to be a person, but they like make it a blackface person with sharp teeth and and the over exaggerated like smut and everything. Yeah, it it was gross. It was gross. And, like, the idol going along with it, also very blackface. They stole background props from Song of the South and went, like, here you go. Yeah. I, and I cannot overstate, like, even at the time, there is no excuse for that. No! No! It's, it's just bad. It's so bad. We get to the immunity challenge, and I love this immunity challenge. It's great, and they film it really... I, I asked Steven during the episode, I was like, is this the first time you've seen, like, a... Like, Jeff describes a challenge while the camera crew, like, zooms through it. And maybe not, but it's the first time it's done well. 
Yeah, it's it's mm. definitely not, but still, it's it's so good and overall, shot for shot, this is done far better than anything we've seen before. Yeah. Mm. And it's Survivor at its best. It's split into different sections of there's catch-up mechanics, so if someone does really well in one section and really poorly in another, it could easily balance it out, and it does. And They greased Daniel's shoes. They greased Daniel's shoes. They said, no, sorry, you can't. We, we don't do you walking over balance beam. So here's, here's what happened. It's a... Everyone's tied together, and you go through sections, but after each section, you get a key to unlock part of you. You're essentially splitting into half each time you yep. get a key. So the group of eight goes down to two groups of four, goes yep. down to, yeah. Yep. And they go through what they call the tough nut, which is, I mean, just a bunch of wooden logs that they have yeah. to try to get through. Uh, the balance beam, there's a puzzle, there is... Jared's about to explode. Yep. There is a section where you send one person up a a, a, a zip line, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one other section that I forgot, but it doesn't really matter. The the big highlights here are the balance beam. Yeah. And the puzzle, because mm-hmm. I think those are the two. Because the guys fucked it up. Yeah. The yeah. guys got through and were doing really well early on, and for whatever reason. Daniel and uh, Ryan could not fucking do that in what, balance beam. In what universe is scooching along a balance beam <laughs> on your belly the most effective way to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and like, it didn't work, and they did it again. <laughs> yeah, and again. And again and, and again. again. Four times. Four times Daniel fell. Terrible. Jeff roasted them. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah, you absolutely should. So the the falling off the balance beam is what caught the women up. Mm-hmm. The puzzle is what won it for the women. Yeah, yeah like they dominated that puzzle. Yeah. And Jeff said, "There's yeah. a rocket scientist and Daniel working on that puzzle." I, no, I think it was rocket scientist and like oh, the computer program. Computer yeah. program. It was Rob. It was yeah, Rob. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And hey, just because you have a smart job doesn't mean you're good at puzzles, but. Remember, Ben Carson was a brain surgeon. Oof. Oof. Yeah, so uh, Jabaru wins. Jabaru wins our first immunity challenge. And the men were so damn cocky beforehand. I do feel like the, the challenge was a, a great was the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Because the whole... Everything leading up to this, it's like, oh, the men are doing so much better at like pitching their camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're doing so much better at blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, oh, no, you're all fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then, don't know how to work together. And don't know how to work together, which is the biggest thing. This is exactly... And don't know how to communicate, which yeah. is what I said earlier. This is exactly what Survivor needed yeah. when pitching this season is for the women to come out and just absolutely smoke them in the first challenge. So here's the thing. They had to. I know, obviously, this season, Battle of the Sexes, and it seems like it's it's regarded as a pretty good season from what you've said about like it being the opposite of Thailand. I also know that Cook Island's is Survivor Race War. That's all I know about it. But it's also supposed to be a really good season. So holy shit, did they dodge some bullets. Yeah, we've made poor choices and gotten away with it. Yeah. Have you seen Cook? When I was a kid, I did. I don't know. What season is it? Nine? 
It's around that area. I want to say yeah. It's like they they have they have a tribe of white people, a tribe of black people, a tribe of Hispanic people, and a tribe of Asian people. I don't like that. Like, I don't know anything about it except for that, because that's all I remember. And, sure. And I know that it was regarded as a pretty good season, but, um, yeah. So oh, I was right. It was 13. They get away with some shit. Nice. Cool. Anyway, I wanted to highlight the, the smack talk beforehand, because the guys were like, yeah, we caught a bunch of fish. We're living large. Mm-hmm. And then we get back to camp after this happened, and what's his face? 24-year-old. Twenty-four-year-old dweeb. Dave goes in. It's like, you f- f- why did you do that? You fucking, you assholes. We don't lie to them. Tell them we did this. We we we're honor and garbage. What what do we feel about this speech? It. If he's trying to establish himself as a leader, I think it did the opposite. It feels like nothing. Like it, it's like, why are you having this conversation now when we have a vote in like an hour? Sure. Not. I mean, I know. It's, more than an hour away, but like, hey, you kind of lost the plot, my guy. That's not... Yeah, that is not the thing you should be worried about. And I'm surprised they didn't put him on the chopping block, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't think it would be enough to send him home, but I'm not... I'm, I'm surprised that there weren't more people being like, hang on. Uh, fuck that guy, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be the asshole. I think he was right. Oh, I... I think he was right. Uh-huh. I just don't but think he was, did him any favors. It was oh, no. not the right time and not the right way. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt very, like, coachy to be like, you guys fucked up. Here's me telling you you fucked up. But he's not the coach. He's their peer. Correct. And also he's 24. Sure. <laughs> I love that that's the thing we're hung. Like, you really... He's 24. Yeah. yeah. I'm. If I'm Roger, how old is he? Uh, if I'm a man in my 50s and a fucking 24 year old a guy that's young enough to be my child is like bros <laughs> bros I don't like how we played that up we're not gonna lie I'd be so pissed <laughs> like, don't fucking tell me what to do so that happened and then we have two factions setting up for this vote tribal council vote and already we have strategy it's uh, I love mm. Chef's kiss. Thank you. We have more strategy in this 20 minutes than we did in the entirety of season one. (laughs) And maybe in the entirety of season two. Yeah. Wow. The older gentlemen want to vote out Ryan. Dave specifically is like, I'm not voting out Ryan. You can't make me. And the young people want Roger because Roger was kind of establishing himself as a leader. Which, who was it that wrote it down of like, you gave me advice I didn't like. Meh. I don't remember. Whatever. I think it... Maybe it was Ryan. No, I think it was either the restaurant designer or the other guy. Okay. So Ryan goes home. I didn't understand why they picked on Ryan. I would have picked on Daniel. He's the one who fucking fell all the time. And times. I agree. And both of them were useless in, like, setting up camp. Yeah. So, like, why did Ryan get... Maybe Ryan was he... more useless... I just think he had a bigger mouth than Daniel, and that so could be that's it too. all it was. Maybe they think that Ryan was the bad influence, and they're like, we can work with Daniel, but like, we need to get well, rid of this guy. He did seem very guilt by association on this one, and yeah. not of his own fault. Yeah. He just picked the wrong friend. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, I do want to highlight, though, like you said earlier, that Jeff fucking read them for filth. Oh, yeah, he's like, what do you think of the other tribe? And, like, set it up, and, like, they didn't nothing have about to take their, the bait. Nothing about their skills, nothing yeah. about, like... 
how well they did during the challenge. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to try to fuck this one. Yeah. And then Jeff goes, yep. Okay. And that's why and you're, you're all voting like, now. You know what? I'm also going to fuck that one. And then another guy goes, oh, uh, I'm actually going to pick the other one. I'm going to take one for the team and I'm actually going to fuck the other girl. It's weird locker room talk. And you're right. He kind of, he, he's smiling I'm glad that Jeff with doesn't, it. that Jeff doesn't, Jeff doesn't agree with them. He's not participating. Yeah. He's just egging them on. Well, he's not even egging them on. Not he doesn't, that. he doesn't, he just, he just. He just like opened the door. Yeah. And he, they all ran through yeah. it. Yeah. There was, and he, then there was like a pit of spikes underneath <laughs> the door. He opened up, he, he opened a door to a hallway with a bunch of different options and they walked into the spike pit themselves. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that was the best part of the entire tribal council. That's all you needed from it. Yeah. yeah. Ryan goes home and. I did have to highlight because Dave was the one who voted for Daniel. Wild. So it didn't affect anything, but he made a point that I will not vote Ryan. Ryan is the best of the first votes, Mm. Mm. which I think I said last season too about John before I knew that John was a perv, but Ryan got kind of fucked by by the premise of this season. Look at these model shots though. He's an attractive man. Look at that. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Look at you. I'm straight, and I'm like, damn, good for you. Hmm. Yeah, this is his literal model resume, so enjoy that. I like he put Survivor Season 6 at the top still. Yeah. It's his biggest credit. Sexiest man in America? As self. As self. That says Seth. It does say Seth. It does say Seth. It's supposed to be self. Oh, buddy. That's worse. He did an Amtrak commercial. As a businessman. As a businessman. It was SAG. Mohegan Sun. Jennifer Convertibles. I don't know what that is. That's funny. So it's with a first vote, it's always hard to say where they would have placed in the season. Yeah. But I I do think he had the potential to be a at least like up till the merge, like type of contestant in a different setting. Okay. Yeah. Your He got she and. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're a protagonist of the episode. It's always going to be the person who gets voted off in the first episode. So I think, well, is it him? I was going to say, there's one in my mind that I'm like, ooh, I feel like it's this. Is it Roger? Who do you think it is? I was going to go with our, with Christy. Yeah. The death contestant. We got yeah. a lot of first. I was I was also thinking that I just don't think so. The protagonist of the episode is is somebody who drives the action, and I think we see her. I think we're seeing the prologue to what will happen mm-hmm. for her later in the season. Sure. Or do we have the most inefficient protagonist of the episode in Daniel? I was gonna say it could also yeah. be Daniel. I think it's Daniel. Okay. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Yep. All right. It, the earlier in the season, the harder it is to identify the protagonist because there's just so many storylines. Sure. And then finally, locking down your picks. Yes. Who wins the season? Heidi. Heidi? Yeah. All right. Do you want to take a stab at this? It's not Ryan. No. It's not Ryan. So you have a, Roger. a field of 15. Roger? Roger? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Neat. There we go. There you have it. We did it. Your official, unofficial picks. Let's close out the episode. Would you like to say it? Say what? Exactly. Bumper.
Thank you for joining us, and thank you, Jess, for joining us on this episode of the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. We're in a new season. It's fun. It's so much better already. Yeah. But then again, I thought Tyler was really good episode one, so... Didn't you, though? Ooh. I can already see the storylines playing out, though, even in episode one, so it's fun for me. Awesome. Neat. Anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Anything you'd like to call out and say, ooh, check out this thing? It could be literally anything. We've promoted video games, TV. Feelings. Feelings. Therapy. Sleep. Ooh. Was that big? No. I don't wish that on anyone. And that's also not what I'm on. <laughs> um, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. Um, I don't know. Have you pitched disco? I pitched disco many times. All right. times. You can also pitch it. Tell people why you like it. I don't know. It's just a, a wacky little story. It's it's so it's just beautifully crafted. And also, like, I'm not good at video games necessarily. <laughs> I enjoy them, but I'm not necessarily good at them. You have not played any horror video games with me. Fair. Just throws the controller. It's very funny. I typically do. There's a lot of screaming. So I'm glad that with Disco, it's like beautiful to look at, beautiful to play. The writing is very good. And also there are no quick time actions. Sure. So I can like enjoy it and take my time with it. Would you play But it also there gone? are stakes. Yeah. Which is nice. So it's not like just like an open world bullshit. Mm. When she played Until Dawn and had to hold the controller still. <sighs> it was so stressful. And I I did so good, actually. I did so good Only at Until Dawn. Only three people survived. I did so good at Until Dawn until the very end because it was not clear to me. I didn't realize that by saving myself, I meant that meant I was forsaking everyone else in the room. I was like, they all have judgment. They can fucking run. No, apparently not. Wendy so, goes in their face and the was like, and I was save like, yourself. They can figure it out. I was like, yeah, I want to save myself. I don't want them to die, but like, that's on them. I didn't really realize that I was Jess like... Jess is a libertarian I didn't really, hearing. I didn't really realize that... Like, what was happening was that the room was becoming a bomb. I thought we were all just, like, kind of running for it. So, up until then, only one person died. Spoilers for Until Dawn, I guess. Oh, yeah. whatever. It's I've never played time. it. I don't know. I don't know. Without context, um, it doesn't really help anyway. So, no, uh... No spoopy games. No spoopy games. We still have to finish... Only... Man of oh, the Dam. Is that the boat one we were yeah. doing? Yeah. But Disco is good. It's okay. funky and weird and... It's funky and weird. Funky and weird. That's all you need. Jared? I would like to promote Red Dragon Inn. No. Buy yourself that board game. Don't. Card game, kind of. Buy a shop roulette. Oh, God. And fill it with a bunch of, like, alcoholic and non-alcoholic liquids. And every time your character takes a drink, take a spin. It is fun. That's insane. I don't know why you would do that, except we did do that. So last that was, night. That was a problem. Not last, last night. Last night we toned it down because... Yeah, that was... Yeah, because we had too many people. Yeah. And they're like, like get like a shot glass that's like small shot glasses, okay. like a fourth or a third. Okay, Steven? Theoretically, you could take twenty shots in that game. Uh, yeah, yeah, not. I mean, theoretically, the odds of you pulling oh, it, it pulling could be twenty more drinks because you could sober up a little bit. You're more likely to lose health by fortitude or run out of gold. Like you're more likely to end up with like. Five to ten shots, which is why you do like quarter or third shots, so you end up with like three to five shots. Anyway, you need friends in the room to play with you, so take that for what you will. What are you promoting, Stephen? I am promoting, I don't know, days off. I miss That's them. That's what you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. I get one this week. It's great. 
I have fit one. Three. <gasps> no. Two. Two days off. Next to each other? Yes. Wow, you get a weekend? Kind I mean kind by of? by weekend I mean evening. Like your own person. Oh. Well then that's you don't have any days off. That's fine. Yikes. What a sad way to end What a sad way to end the episode. Take care of yourself. For my co-host Jared and our guest Jess, this is Steven. For my host Jess and my guest Steven, this is Jared. Doing this? Every time. Do you like to take a stab at it? Thanks for having me. Cool. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Claire was better. She did that. <laughs> you can't Claire was better? That.